passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. My name is Joey Christopoulos, my co-host, Corey Wooten. Thank you so much for checking us out on YouTube. Like and subscribe. We're going to get with you with a great episode in about 30 seconds. But first, we have to talk about our presenting sponsor. It's BetOnline.ag. And our partners at BetOnline, they continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds in the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. So what are you waiting for? It's super easy to get started. Head over to the website or go on your mobile device to join and use our promo code Believe B L E A V to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is only at Bet Online, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming into the pod. It's the middle of May right now, so what better time to talk about Chicago Bears football than right now? It's the off season, but we just had a schedule come out. We're going to hit some news and notes about some of the hot topics going around with the team right now that is currently at OTAs. Let's bring in my co-host. He is former Northwestern Wildcat, former Chicago Bear, Fox 32 Chicago's own, and he's looking a lot like Shaquille O'Neal today. Uh, he's ref- he's repping the Shaq Fu, uh, <laughs> Mr. Diesel himself. It's Corey Wooten. What's up, Corey? What's going on, man? They call me Shaq Diesel around the neighborhood that I live in. You know what I mean? I have... I have the fresh 90s uh, basketball jersey all the time when the weather gets above 80 degrees. So you might catch me in one of those. But I'm doing good, my man. Schedule got released. A um, lot, lot buzzing on Twitter now uh, about the Bears. Um, and it's great because the Bears are usually one of the most talked about teams, right? Regardless of how the, the past season this went. I think this shows uh, about the uh, the fan support of the Bears, right? Because if they're not talking about you at all, it means they don't care. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a great point um, because, yeah, the Bears are in transition mode, at least for next year. I think a lot of people will generally agree with that premise. But it, deciding on whether it's in the optimism side or in the pessimism side, that's when Bears fans really get to sink their teeth into it. And right now we have nothing else other to do than to fantasize, project, yep. and hypothesize. And that schedule uh, gave a lot of Bears fans on Twitter a lot of chum in the water to be able to eat up uh, in, during that particular time. We're going to get to our schedule predictions in May uh, towards the end of the pod. We will be doing it again later this summer. But we are going to play a quick little game here with Corey. Um, I do want to play uh, – we'll call it, we'll call it uh, Corey's Fushnickens. Uh No, no, no. We're going to do Corey <laughs> – no, I, I call this segment Corey versus Twitter. And okay. basically what we're going to do here, is Corey, is I'm going to set out a, a, a Twitter Bears – 
hypothesis thought or statement that I'm seeing a okay. lot of right now that Bears fans yep. are just banging their heads on. Yeah. And you're going to break it down for us, and you're going to do a little fact or fiction. You're going right. to be a myth buster right now on some okay. of these Twitter uh, right. these Twitter beefs that are going on right now. So let's get it started. Let's do the first one. Let's do the big one. Let's do the one that everyone's talking about. There's okay. articles written recently. Everyone has been weighing in. I think this has something to do with maybe what the Bears did or did not do in free agency and in mm -hmm. the draft. But here it is, Corey. Corey versus Twitter. All right. The Bears. The Bears organization does not believe in Justin Fields. Fact or fiction, Corey? What say you? Man, I'm going to say – nah, I'm going to say fiction on this one. They they believe in Justin Fields. I mean <laughs> – I, I think he I think he was the best quarterback in in that draft class, honestly. And I think what he proved last year in some of those games, the, the Steelers game, uh, the Detroit Lions game, is that he can be a, a star in this league, right? And he hasn't even scratched the surface. Obviously, I am a little disappointed in, in some of the picks that the Bears had, right? In particular, in that third-round pick, I told you the guy I was really high on, Bernard Ryman who's Central Michigan left tackle, right? He was still available for the Bears at that point when the Bears had picked Vilas Jones. And I thought, okay, this is a left tackle. He's probably going to be the Colts left, left tackle. Let's pick him here. He's here in the third round. We don't even have to trade up or anything. He's right there. Let's pick him. He could be a day one starter. Um, you know, he, he really did a lot of good things. A big knock on him was the senior bowl, right? In, in the one-on-ones in particular. During the actual game itself, he looked pretty good. But he played some really good games. He played against LSU during the regular season where he looked really good. And I thought, this is a guy that I can see the Bears drafting. He's there. He's right there. And a lot of people were saying he could have been a first rounder. So I'm like, in the third round, we don't have to move around. Let's pick him. So I understand why Bears fans are a little disappointed. Um, you know, I feel like it was very uh, defensive minded, you know, at first, which which you got to understand, right? Eva Flus and company. You like a but, little bit, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I like the first two picks. I have no problem with that. The third pick is what really rubbed me the wrong way because that guy was still available at that point. And then you have your left tackle solution for Justin Fields. So I kind of didn't understand that, but I think the Bears organization believe in Justin Fields. And what they're trying to do right here is build a defensive-minded team. They're thinking about the Lovey Smith error, the back in the day, the Monsters of the Midway, you know, with Richard Denton company, they played that great defense, Buddy Ryan's defense, really building around that. And you look at, that's how they won the Super Bowl, right? Their offense had Walter Payton, right? Absolute beast in there. But passing the football was suspect at times, but it was like, you play good defense, you run the football. And I think that's what the Bears team is trying to build, right? We have David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert and company. Um, I think they're really going to try to be a run heavy team to take the pressure off Justin Fields, play great defense. So, you know, it rubbed me the wrong way, but Bears, Bears fans and Bears Twitter, let's pump the brakes. We, we still believe. Like Journey said, don't stop believing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, I and here here's what I think kind of happened a little bit, and it's sort of them trying to make sense of what how Brian Poles approached this free agency and this draft process, right? And I think that's what you're getting at a little bit. Yep. And when we walk out of it, we sort of ask ourselves then, well, this must mean X, Y, or Z for Justin Fields when I sort of feel like that they can be separate things or two conversations at the same time. Because is it fair, Corey, that, you know, when we did a pod – and Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus get hired. You know, I think if we talked about it on that day, I think mm -hmm. that me and you would probably both agree that one of the priorities or two of the priorities that they would have would be offensive line 
something that you've talked about a ton on this podcast over the last year. And probably the other one is wide receiver. You know, let's be honest right now. At this point in May right now, of course, June 1 cuts haven't happened yet. Mm -hmm. There's still some guys on the street that they could sign. I mean, in your opinion right now, have you been surprised at how little that they have done at that position when we knew that it was a priority heading into the offseason? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised. Um, you know, I think uh, somebody that we were talking about was, was Julio Jones. We talked about that on, on the podcast. And I think that's somebody that's a realistic option, right? That he still has all, all the physical tools, the speed, the size. It's about him staying healthy. So have an incentive-laden contract for him, a one-year deal. And if he ends up on IR, you, you, you discount his salary at that point. And the thing is, he'll be a great mentor to a guy like Darnell Mooney, Byron Pringle and company, some of these young receivers. So I think it'd be a win-win because Julio is a big target out there and that's what we're kind of missing. And he has still, he still commands that respect out there. So then you talk about Darnell Mooney taking the next step when all the pressure is not on him. It's a, it's a little different when you have to, you have to be the number one receiver, right? Allen Robinson, even though he didn't perform that well last year, he still was the number one. People were eyeing him. So that's why I like somebody like Julio Jones in there, you know, to, to really take the pressure. And I think it'd be great for Justin Fields. He's a guy that's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Why would you not want that on your team? So I, I think, you know, Julio be, being the competitor he is, he wants to prove that he's still got it, right? I think as guys are getting towards the end of their career, they want to prove like this. I want to go out on my own way, right? I want to go out with a great season and shoot. Why not with, with the Bears? Take a chance on him. You know, he, he he's still – it's not like he's had these crazy injuries where he's coming back from an Achilles or an ACL or something like that. You know, he's, he's somebody that I think can add a lot of value to this team, not even being on the field, but just that mentor aspect as well. Dude, I'm right there with you. I mean, even if – you know, a lot of times I think fans, you know, when a player maybe gets hurt or is oft injured, we give him a bunch of money and he plays, what, maybe mm-hmm. four, five, six games and everyone goes, oh, it was a waste of money. I think those four or five, six games with Justin Fields will be so invaluable, man. Just working with him pre-snap, like understanding what a professional Hall of Fame wide receiver does to get open in those small little spaces and use his physicality, how to play off of it when a play breaks down and watch Julio and and Justin Fields have that telekinetic presence a little bit to maybe find that touchdown. Even those four or five, six plays I think can be – an innumerable, innumerable um, learning curve or learning process exactly. for Justin Fields moving forward. Uh, you know, what is your – how did you ingest the news of uh, Tajai Sharp and Dante Pettis being signed to the Bears? I, You know, I personally talked a lot about Aruma. I yeah. want depth at wide receiver. I want a yeah. lot of complimentary exactly. pieces that Justin Fields can roll with. Yeah. How did you take that? Do you, have a, do you have a take on any of those players? Yeah. Um, and does that mean that the Bears are done, in your opinion? Or do you think they should still probably add on? Because I think there oh, might be room for more people. They, they still should add on. I think Julio is, is, is the one for me that, that I'm like, okay, we need to get him. Um, but Dante Pettis, I mean, he's a guy that, that coming out of college, when I watched him, I was like, this guy is explosive, right? He, uh, he remind me a lot of, of a Deshaun Jackson type, right? Not, not the same type of speed, but his ability to make plays out there with the return game, et cetera. I watched him numerous times, uh, in particular, one game against Rutgers where he took it to the house. He had two touchdowns in the first, uh, first quarter. He was just explosive out there. And I thought this guy is going to be the next thing in the league. And it kind of didn't pan out the way that we thought. So I think this is good to get players like this, right? Guys that are kind of, 
on that prove it mentality. And the Patriots are known for doing this, right? Guys that everyone says, no, nah, he's not any good. Let's, let's put him over the side there in the can't play pile. And then they become something. So maybe Poles and company are kind of building that type of franchise where we take, you know, somebody else's trash, quote unquote. I'm not saying these players are trash, but, and then we turn it into a treasure, right? So I, I kind of like those situations because I think guys like him are eager to prove like, hey, I can play football. I, I'm I'm still a guy, right? And that's what I love. That's what you love to see in the league. These stories are where these guys are like, hey, he can't do this. And I always bring up the example of Rob Ninkovich, guy that bounced around here and there, and then he finds his fit. And for some people, they can play anywhere, right? You know, they can play for any team. It doesn't matter what scheme. And there's other guys that just need a particular place to, to find their own. And I think, you know, he could potentially find this here. So I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, if he can prove that he has it. Cause a lot of people are saying he doesn't, but he has all the tools in the tool belt to, to do what he needs to do as a wide receiver and a returner. So I'm excited to see what can happen. We've talked a lot on this pod about the concept of wide receiver one and, and do they mm -hmm. need an alpha receiver on this team? And I've kind of contended that in terms of Justin Fields' maturation and his process, I think what they're trying to do is, can be healthy for Justin Fields. I mean, I, I do believe that we saw it with Mitch Trubisky, that Mitch Trubisky at times when he got into trouble, he goes before even really probably reading uh, a defense, he probably goes, you know, I'm going to fit this ball in the Allen Robinson here, right? And he yep. gets so connected and almost dependent upon it, and I don't think it led to the best results, and I think it hurt his progress reading the field. With Justin yeah. Fields, I don't think there is necessarily that big – personality right now in that locker room where he's going to feel like he's going to have to throw it to him on a basis where he's exactly. now like really just trying to like learn learn the offense as it moves along yeah. i do like that i guess i just have questions Corey, about yeah out of all these guys right now on third and eight third and seven and we can throw cole Komet into this mix, mix yeah. a little bit you know third and five to third and eight who is that guy right now that is going to get open for justin yeah. fields i think that's one of the biggest questions i have right now Exactly. And I, I think it comes down to uh, obviously Darnell Mooney, right? He, he was a big target for him. But like I said, all eyes are on him now, right? At this point. So it, it's going to have to be Byron Pringle stepping up, right? To, to be a viable option. And I think he can be that, right? I, I think he was kind of overshadowed in Kansas City with all the weapons they have with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. So I think he could he could step up because he has a lot of speed. He's a good route runner. I just think he really wasn't able to hit his full potential because they had so many weapons there. And then Cole Komet, I, I talked about this. I think this has to be a huge year for him. And and my my goal for him and, and where I see his ceiling being is kind of like that Kyle Rudolph during his Pro Bowl years. A guy that can give you seven to eight fifty uh receiving, but be extremely well in the red zone. He's a great blocker as well, you know, kind of and, and you saw the, the the chemistry between him and Justin Fields, you know, yeah. some of those games, the Pittsburgh game that, you know, where, where he kind of was just trusting that little seam route. He was going to be there and he threw it up to him and he caught it, you know, because there were some issues with Cole Komet catching the ball and et cetera. But as the season went on, he seemed more comfortable. But now the next step is in the red zone, right? Because the struggles for the Bears, right, weren't, weren't anywhere else except the red zone offensively, being able to capitalize, right? Not turn over the football in the red zone not have a, have a field goal, score points, touchdowns. Touchdowns are what's a difference maker. So if Cole Komet can take that next step 
and, and like I said, this team is going to be a run heavy team, which I love, you know, you play good defense, you run the football and let's work that play action. And as things go on, that's when Justin Fields is really going to flourish. But I think that's the kind of mindset they're thinking, let's be a physical smash mouth team that controls the possession. We have two good running backs. Our, our strength of the old line is run blocking. Um, let's do that. Uh, I would have liked the left tackle. You, you know me, that's what I've been preaching, but I think they're saying we don't need that right now because I don't think they maybe felt comfortable with, with Ryman or whoever else um, was out there in free agency. I don't think they want to overpay, which I'm, I'm fine with, right? Uh, unless there's a guy that's going to be the left tackle, you know, that you think uh, for the next 10, 15 years, trade up in, in the draft for that. But if not, I, I feel comfortable at them not trading up for that. So I feel okay with that, but it's going to have to get addressed next season, whether it's free agency or the draft. It has to. If I had to go to Vegas right now and I had to put money maybe or go to betonline.ag and yeah. put my dollars down or something, <laughs> and I, I said, you know, if there is one more move coming for the Chicago Bears, I have to think that they do something in the offensive line, right? Because yeah, have to. I mean, just like optics aside, you know, I, I could see them doing a wide receiver, but optics aside, you know, polls came in and we're going to remake this offensive line and we're going to change the yeah. body types. We're going to play a different mm -hmm. way. He drafts four guys in the, in the the back half of the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're expecting much from them unless they become swing guys this year, which would actually yeah. be a huge win. But so you're telling me that he's going to walk into this year with Borum and Jenkins, two pace guys uh, as the pillars on the right and left yeah. hand side. Uh, Corey, I, I can't, I can't buy that right now, yeah. right? And that's the part that I, I think Bears fans need to keep an eye on. I think there's more people coming in. Yeah, well, what about a, a guy that, that Poles has a relationship with, Eric Fisher, right? Fisher. Got a lot of experience with him. And, hey, Eric Fisher, um, you know, I hear my a lot opinion. Of, I hear a lot of Dwayne Brown, too, real quick. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind that as, as well. I mean, I know he's getting to the tail end of, you know, he's older guy, both of these guys. Uh, but you, you kind of need somebody in place that has the experience of dealing with the top pass rushers in the league and both of those guys um you know Dwayne Brown is a real physical guy he's nasty um you know I, I wouldn't mind that as well but I think you need to bring somebody in that can be a viable option you feel good about you know um I I just think you have to do it um either of those guys but I think Eric Fisher would be a good option because Poles has experience with him um and I think you know, maybe he's communicating with him now. Hey, do you, do you feel good about playing now? Do you not? And they maybe have that type of relationship. So maybe that that's why he's not going that route. Um, I don't know, but you got to bring somebody else in. I, I think that there's another move coming, dude. I, yeah, I, I just to have be. to believe that uh, left and right tackle, you can't go into the season and then play the game yeah. of like, well, these aren't my guys or whatever. Like, yeah. dude, you've been on the job for a little while yeah. now. Like, and I, I just have a hard time wrapping my head around that. Before we move on to our next topic, a uh, quick Quick tangent question about Cole Komet for you. Um, yeah. These are there are analytics and stats that are out there. Yep. Um, so this is real, and maybe you can help take us a little bit on the okay. field and tell us a little bit what's going on and maybe where they need to improve. Uh, Cole Komet okay. last year, if you pull it up, did his best work in zone coverage. Uh, highly yep. efficient, able to get himself open, uh, able yep. to pick up some yards after the catch, um, able to hit some of those seam routes. Uh, when it came yeah. to man coverage, Cole Komet struggled mightily. Um, below yeah. average player yep. uh, in man coverage yep. in your opinion like, how do you interpret that can you put a little bit of that on scheme is a lot of that on you know Cole Komet is that strength is that experience is that route running yeah. um, and maybe what can they can kind yeah. of do to address that this year 
Yeah, I think it's a lot of, of his route running ability, you know, because uh, you, you look at uh, a guy like Rob Gronkowski, right? He's not a burner by any means at all, but one of the best tight ends in the game to ever get open, right? And, and he's not a guy that's one of the fastest to ever play, but he uses his body well. He gets in and out of routes. So if I'm Cole Komet, I'm watching a guy like Rob Gronkowski all day, every day, right? To see see how he you know, approaches this route, how he gets, how he gets open in man-to-man -man coverage, because what you're seeing in, in the league is a lot faster linebacker or safety, you know, especially when the linebacker has to cover you one-on-one, -on -one, um, you're, you're seeing a, a lot faster defensive players nowadays. So he needs to work on that getting open. Obviously in zone routes, it's, it's a lot easier. You know, you just have to beat the zone. So he knows where you got to go. He's a smart guy. So he needs to take the next step. And especially because in the red zone, there's going to be a lot of man-to-man -man coverage, right? So that's where he needs to take the next step. So we need to see him, his route running ability get better. And use use the old vet moves. You know, you, you look at a guy, um, what's his name from, uh, uh, that played for San Diego for all those years, tight end. Uh, Antonio Gates? Antonio Gates, drawing a blank there. But you know, he wasn't a burner by any means, especially towards the end of his career. But what did he do he well? He used, <laughs> he used his body extremely well and was and would be able to get open because you saw when he tried to break out, he get hawked by people. But it was about him, especially in the red zone. That's where the value of the tight end comes in. And man to man coverage at Cole Komet, the no tight ends and I'm no touchdowns in there was in the red zone we need to get that production up so he needs to be able to separate himself and it's not about you have to get you know a bunch of yards of separation it's usually your body and then get open and then him and justin fields being on the same page so he knows you know, when he gives when he gives the defender a little nudge he's turning back there and i'm gonna hit him right on the money so it's about building that chemistry as well so i think all those things go hand in hand but for him to make take the next step it comes down to red zone production because I said the touchdowns matter, field goals don't get it done. He's going to be such a key to our offense next year. And I know that we're in May and Luke Getz is talking a lot about scheme and just trust our scheme. And, and you know, okay. the, the scheme's going to enable to maximize the, the potential and talent of our players on our roster. And as a Bears fan, you get triggered and traumatized because that's a lot of the stuff that yeah. Matt Nagy said in his previous regime and he's no longer here. And I think what you're kind of getting at too, as well as, the scheme can't put you in positions to succeed, but at some point the player exactly. themselves, they got to learn the intricacies. And I think for Cole Komet, it's about figuring out a way to get to spring free and man coverage. And I'm getting, yep. that's getting towards that third and five, third and eight. And then that red zone situation that we want to see Corey, uh, let's go to the next one. Corey versus Twitter here. Uh, let's play a little game called factor fiction. And uh, Corey Twitter says that after this off season and this draft and the free agency period, that Ryan Poles, Justin Fields be damned, all the players on the team be damned, secretly prefers and wants the Bears to be one of the worst teams in the NFL and to tank so that he can get a high draft pick. We've seen other organizations try and tank before. We had stuff with Brian Flores in the offseason. Yep. But, you know, what is your take on that? I mean, you've been in the locker room. You've been yeah. in front office. You know, you've been around – break that a little bit fact or fiction on that polls wants the bears to be bad next year that's fiction man like i the games haven't even been played yet i i can understand you know towards the the end of the season right if you're talking about a game here or there what's the difference between you having the first overall pick and second or first and fourth yeah i think i think then you know that could be in the conversation um potentially because you know you you hear that all the time you know, towards the end of the season, we're basically playing for the first round pick at this point. So 
Um, but not not to start off the season. You know, I think they're trying. And and look what happened when Matt Nagy came in, right? His first year. I don't think anyone expected that. So I think that the great part is when no one expects anything, that's when people rise above. So I honestly would not be surprised if if, if the Bears make the playoffs this year. People say, oh, are you kidding me? They don't have – no, I, I wouldn't be surprised because you're going to have a reinvigorated team because what happened was, you know, they were reinvigorated when Matt Nagy first – you know, took over as the head coach, right? They and then as as time went on, they started he started to lose the locker room, right? And then guys didn't seem like they were playing the same way, weren't on the same page, and guys guys were angry. So I think this year they're excited because we ha- they have a coach that's back to the fundamentals, discipline, you know, gap assignment, because that's what plagued the Bears the past couple of years, right? When Vic Fangio left. This, this Bears defense started going downhill, right? We couldn't stop the run. And that's something that we could always do well. So now we're getting back to that very Fangio, Lovey Smith, Rob Marinelli, where we stopped the run, right? We put the pressure on them. Then we be able to pin our ears back and get after them. So I think that's that's what we're, we're going to get to. So um, I'm telling you, I'm, I think they'll make the playoffs this year. You know, I really do. And I think they're going to run the football. They're going to play great defense. And we're really going to work that play action. We're going to go into Justin Fields' strengths. And, you know, for all the people saying that he's not the guy, I think he's going to prove that he is. And and he, I'm telling you, it's not going to be he's lighting it up all the time, but he's going to make these plays, you know, like, like he had that one scramble. I think it was against the 49ers. It was unbelievable. Like, that you're like, these are, this is why we have Justin Fields, right? And then he'll have a couple games where he, where he really, you know, does his thing but I think for the most part he's going to give you good numbers he's going to be efficient he's going to be able to lead the team and they're going to rely on that running game yeah I, I'm I kind of liken it to statistically I think like what we're going to see from Justin Fields is similar to early career Roethlisberger McNabb Cam Newton stuff now granted look caveat Cam Newton's rookie year is almost untouchable. I don't think any. Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to see a rookie year from a quarterback yeah. like that again. But the thing that I always just kind of remember about watching Cam Newton is, it'd be like the third quarter of a game, yep. and he's kind of sitting around, you know, 130, 140 passing yards. He's probably got a rushing touchdown, and you're kind of like, oh man, like, how are the Carolina Panthers up by two touchdowns right now? Exactly. And he's only got 140 passing yards, and then he would just rip a rope down the field to like Steve Smith or something yep. for a 45 yard touchdown. And at the end of the day, they win by 20 points. He's got 190 passing yards, but he's got two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, right? Yep. And it all kind of sort of stacks up, and you're exactly. not like, you're not like, ooh, wow, 350 passing yards. Yeah. So I don't see that type of play maybe yeah. from Justin Fields just yet, but I can see stat lines that are kind of similar. Like take that, yeah. um, what was it, the Detroit game, you know, early on, you know, what mm-hmm. was it? His his yards per attempt was crazy high. I think he didn't throw for a huge number, but I mean, he was shredding him. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. I think it was like 210 yards or something, but it it was, it was very efficient. He hit someone else for 25. You know what I mean? And, and the crazy part is, you know, a lot of people think, well, you know, you got to light him up for the 300 yard games and et cetera and all this. And the, the thing is, it doesn't matter about that. Right. Because controlling the clock, controlling the time possession, wearing down opponents, that's going to be, in the Bears wheelhouse, right? It's going to be body blows, body blows, body blows. And all of a sudden, they're going to hit you with that one last body blow that gives you that TKO. So that's that's what it's going to be like for them. They're just going to keep 
keep stacking away. All right, let's run it. Let's run it. Let's run it. Okay, let's wear them down. And then, you know, work play actions in between. But I think the running game is really going to get going, you know, with, with Khalil Herbert, you know, uh, David Montgomery and company. And I'm excited for that because I, too many times last year, they abandoned the run game when it was so effective. You know, we look at the stat line and it'd be in the second quarter and the Bears are down by 10 points, 14 points. And then all of a sudden we got to start passing the ball. I'm like, whoa, whoa, the game's not over yet, right? This is still a tight game. We're still in the first half. Like, we're not talking about we're in the fourth quarter. Let's slowly stack away. And they got away from that too much. So I'm hoping this year that we really rely on the run game and it'll take the pressure off of them, right? It'll get his confidence up. And then as things go on, then we can open things up. Yeah, our, our final Corey versus Twitter was uh, there's power rankings out in the middle of May right now. It's not Memorial yeah. Day, but we're doing power rankings right now, mm-hmm. which is cool. I, I like looking at it. Yeah. Bears are bottom five, all, almost across the board. I saw maybe a 24 yeah. here and there. Um, yeah. And that does that, that to me just kind of speaks to uh, people kind of ranking them as they just don't know what this team yeah. is exactly, exactly because of new coaching staff, because of new yep. regime. You know, in in, we, in a weird way, if you're doing the power ranking in May, you almost have a better grip on what the Lions are going to be than probably what the Bears are going to be, just based on yep. past example, right? You know what I mean? Exactly. No, I think they're they're still going to be better than them. And you said that they got an opportunity to make the playoffs. I'm I, I'm not uh, I'm not wagging my tail at that at all. I'm not shaking my finger at that at all because. Yeah. Um, yeah. Typically, with a new coach, usually is good for a couple more wins. Usually good for like one to two more wins yeah. per season, and that yeah. puts us over. That puts yeah. us in the seven or eight marker above Nagy, and yeah. the schedule, Corey. And let's do it, my friend. Let's yeah. dive into the schedule. Let's right do it. Because, dude, last year, what do we do in the preseason? Remember, we were, there was yeah. a six game stretch that yeah. was like, <laughs> that was like, holy shit, man! This is a make or break sketch here. Where we, stretch yeah. where we played the Buccaneers, we played. The Ravens, yeah. the Steelers, the 49ers, you know, and we yeah. didn't play well during that. Yeah. This particular schedule this year, I see a lot of possibility. I see a lot of winnables here, Corey. Exactly. Yeah. So let's, let's, gonna, let's break it down. We're, we're going to breeze through them one at a time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw the game at you. Yep. I want you to tell me whether you have a win or a loss down right now as, as of right now yeah. in May. Yep. And then I also want to tell you who has the quarterback edge in this particular game. Because I think that's another thing that yeah. I think – Bears fans are missing a little bit where yep. Justin Fields might not always be the number two quarterback on the field against some of these opponents this year. So let's start Corey week one in Chicago, beautiful yep. day at soldier field, exactly. uh, the San Francisco 49ers. What do you have a win or a loss and who has the quarterback edge in that matchup right now? I, I have a, I have a win and I think the, uh, the quarterback edge is Justin Fields, right? He's playing at home. He, he's reinvigorated the season. He's actually got an offensive coordinator that's keeping him in mind and, and catering to his strengths. And I love this because they're coming out of the same draft class, right? Two, two quarterbacks that are very mobile as well. Um, so you think it's going to very... be Trey Lance? You do, you do not think yeah. it'll be Jimmy G week one? No, I, I think it'll be Trey Lance. Yeah, I think so for sure. Because I think uh, – I, I just can't see it because – I. I think Jimmy Garoppolo did a great job, you know, lead, leading the troops and et cetera. But I think they're getting a lot from up top saying, hey, Jimmy G, that was his, that was his year. You know, he, he led us and this, that, and the other. He's a great leader. Um, and I think they're hoping that he takes the next step. Obviously, I think he's going to have to beat him in, in training camp. Uh, but I think he'll take, he'll take the step to do that because 
They, they drafted him high. He has a lot of potential and you got to let the guys play. I told you that about uh, Justin Fields, right? Um, they should have played him week one. And that's, that's what it is. Um, so I think, you know, they sat him most of the season last year in Trey Lance, but they got to play him week one. So I think it's going to be Justin Fields against Trey Lance. Mark my words. A lot of people say, oh, Jimmy Gray. I, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think either way, um, I, I also I also think I got this down as a win for the Bears, and it's not because yeah. I think the Bears are more talented than the 49ers, but two things. One, we've seen the last couple of years, yeah. the 49ers get off to really slow starts exactly. at the beginning of the year. If you go yep. back to our matchup, what was it, week four or five or something like that against the 49ers last year? We were in that game, Corey. We couldn't oh, yeah. beat the 49ers last year, dude. We couldn't get off the field on third down. And then, yeah, you know, obviously a couple, you know, that Debo Samuel screen pass, not yep. like we were the only team that got burned by Debo Samuel last year. Yep. Uh, is Debo Samuel going to be on the field week one? Is he going to hold out? And I, I let's be real. Uh, and Jimmy G versus Justin Fields, I don't think it's that big of a disadvantage. And if exactly. it's Trey Lance in his first start week one at yeah. Soldier Field, I think that's a huge advantage for the Chicago Bears. Oh, yeah. I think the 49ers are a playoff team, but if you want to get a team at any point in the season, get them exactly. week one, get them at home. I yeah. think this is a win too as well. I think the Bears go one and zero. We both got one and zero. Moving on to the Packers. This is where, this is where the fun <laughs> the fun stops. The fun stops here. Uh, week two, uh, Packers uh, in Lambeau Field Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Corey, I'm just gonna say it. I got this down as a loss right now. Um, this yeah. is just one of those stock default losses. What say you? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a loss. I think if it was at Soldier Field, uh, I, I would have it in favor of the Bears. But I think Aaron Rodgers at home, uh, Packers are lights out. Um, I know they don't have Devontae Adams this year, but I think Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys that, like, you take away this, you take away that. He's 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 still one of the best to do it, uh, and he finds a way. Um, he make he makes a makes le lemon. What is it? Makes lemon out of lemonade or whatever. Yeah, say, yeah, yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah. So he 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 does he does a. Uh, He's able to do it every year, and I, I just think the Bears really struggle against them, and he just has their number. You know, when he did the discount double check and he said, I, you know, said some explicit words for Chicago fans, I mean, it's it's true. You know, you, you got to take your lumps, and you, sometimes the, the pain of uh, reality, it, it sets in, and he, he's on the Bears, and especially at home. I, I don't see that. I don't see that. I mean, I'll be very surprised if the Bears get a win. Yeah, and, I, and you already know he's he's the edge in this against Justin Fields. Sorry, Justin. I, yeah, that's, no, that's, no, that's he, he hits the edge. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's it's a default loss for me right now. I'm sure when we do the pod, uh, we will do the whole thing of if the Bears do win, what does it mean for the rest of the season? But I think yeah. for right now, I think that's a learning experience. That's on the road. That's Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Uh, that's Aaron Rodgers. I don't like it either. Week three, uh, going coming back home. Come back home for the Houston Texans. Yeah. Corey, where do you have this one right now? I'm just going to – I'm not going to say whether they win or lose. Yeah. I'm just going to say Justin Fields, again, has the advantage in the quarterback matchup in this one. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, it would probably be Kyle Allen, right, as the, as the starter for them. Kyle or, Allen, Davis Mills. Uh, yeah. What happens to Baker Mayfield? Does Drew Brees exactly. come out of retirement as of yeah. two days ago? It's exactly. May. I Who guess knows? we'll see. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's kind of up in the air. So that's why I give Justin Fields the edge, and I give the Bears the edge, right? I know Love will be coming into town and, and, and you know, wanting wanting to win. Um, but, yeah, I think I think the Bears will win this one. Houston's in the rebuild process, and I think they have a lot of work uh, left to do. So I think the Bears have the edge in this one. 
Yeah, I think a game at home, great opportunity to bounce back from a possible Packers loss. Uh, and mm-hmm. then Iberfus can talk about resiliency in the postgame. Uh, we roll on. Uh, we, we both right now have the Bears at 2-1, and one, heading into week four. As they go to the Meadowlands, Corey, yep. uh, this is your heart and your head right here at the yeah. Giants week four. Daniel Jones versus Justin Fields. Again, yeah. not that big of a difference. Maybe my homerism no. gives Justin Fields the edge there. What say you? Do they win this game? Yeah, yeah, I think the Bears win this one. Uh, Giants are in a rebuild as well. Uh, I'm not really sold on, on, you know, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, as they call him. Uh, you know, he's really struggled there in, in New York, and I know they have uh, – you know, new coaching staff and et cetera, that is going to try to help him out. But I just, I just don't know if he has what it takes uh, to, to be a talented quarterback in this league. So I, Justin Fields has the edge. Um, and then the bears move to three and one at this point. Bears move to three and one. I also have him getting a win in this game. I just kind of liken this to, it's going to be kind of a 50, 50 game, but just like they played against the Raiders last year, which I think also yep. was a week four game. They came out there, had a really solid road effort and Justin Fields showed on the road that he can make a couple of throws and make some plays. And I think that's really what's all going to take to get this game. Uh, Week five, we're staying on the road. We're going to Minnesota to play the Vikings. Uh, Corey, I'm going to go first. I actually got this one down as a loss. Okay. Two road road games in a row. Kirk Cousins in October usually means good football from Kirk Cousins because you get Kirk Cousins in December. It's different than Kirk Cousins in October. I got this one as a loss. What say you? No, nah, I got this one as a win, right? Okay. Talking about bringing the defensive-minded head coach back. You look at when when we had Vic Fangio and company, how we really controlled, you know, the the Minnesota Vikings, and we beat them twice a year for a few years early on in Matt, Matt Nagy's tenure. So I think we're getting back to this philosophy because Kirk Cousins really struggles against the pressure, right? And the, when, we were, when we were heating them up, in those days, he really struggled. He was probably one of his least efficient games. He really struggled to get the ball on the field. We were able to knock out that run. So you look at it, oh, well, they have Dalvin Cook. Well, we have discipline. We have assignment sound. We we have that defense again, right? So we're going to stop mm-hmm. that run with Dalvin Cook. We put the pressure on Kirk Cousins. I know it's at his home, but you got to think, we get that defense rocking. We put the pressure on Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson and company. They're not really having those passes down the field. So I got this one as a win. And people say, whoa, whoa. nah, defense, defense win championships. And Kirk Cousins really struggles against the pressure. Matt Eberflus, defensive-minded coach, he's going to dial it up. I love it, man. Yes, yeah, so you got the Bears going to 4-1. and one. I got the Bears going to 3-2. and two. Another thing to throw out there real quick is, again, every single year, Dalvin Cook, will he be healthy by the time Week 5 comes around? And also, I remember last year in the game, and I don't think the Vikings are going to be able to take advantage of this, yeah. is I remember they were able to hit up a guy like K.J. Osborne, yeah. that secondary guy. We're paying all this attention to Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Let's find some room for K.J. Osborne. Well, guess what? I think the Bears' secondary right now, this is one of those moments where we're oh, yeah. going to see drastic improvement, you know, holding down some of those bigger-name receivers and some of those deeper wide receiver cores. Exactly. Um, moving on to Week 6, Thursday Night Football. The Washington Commanders and Carson Wentz yeah. come to Soldier yeah. Field again. Another moment. I got Justin Fields over Carson Wentz. Long term, short term, right yeah. term, whatever yeah. term. Yeah. I got him all the time. What do you got? Uh, what do you got the Bears doing in this game? No, I agree with you. I think this is a dub at, at home. You know, I think uh, Carson Wentz is, is is really trying to prove that he's still that player that, that they thought he was back in Philly and et cetera. Um, so I think they're going to heat him up. You know, I, I, that's why I love having the defensive minded coach again, because you realize how quarterbacks struggle with pressure, right? There's, there's a select group of quarterbacks, you know, Aaron Rodgers being one of them, 
that can really thrive when you put the pressure in, in his face because he can make these decisions. But Carson Wentz, I don't, I don't think he can make those same decisions under pressure. Um, I got the edge for Justin Fields in this. I think this is Justin Fields' breakout year this year. And I think, I told you, I said, it's not going to be crazy numbers that you're looking at it like he's setting records, but he's going to be very efficient and he's going to make great decisions. And you're going to look at it, like you said, with Cam Newton. He's going to look at the game. You're going to say, oh, 190 to 210, two touchdowns, a rushing touchdown, no no interceptions, and is able to stack these wins with that great defense. Well, Corey, you got him winning games right now, that's for sure. So stats yep. be damned. That's what Bears fans want to see. Uh, I got the Commanders I got the commanders losing that game. I got the Bears winning. Mm -hmm. uh, you got them at 5-1 right now. I got them at 4-2. and two. Uh, Week 7 at the Patriots, Monday night football, Corey. Again, I'm giving Justin Fields the edge over Mac Jones. I'm going lost on this one because of Matt, Justin Fields versus Bill Belichick. Uh, just yep. too much his, too much history there, man. I, I, I think it's a low-scoring game. I think it's a tight game, but I think the Bears lose. What say you? Yeah, I think the Bears lose in this one. Um, I'm split on this, right? Because, um, you know, I think I think this is going to be a tight game, like you said. So I, I think it's going to be a draw at the quarterback position. I don't think anyone's going to really – assert himself as a step above one or the other. I think it's going to be a run heavy team um, because you look at, you know, we're playing great defense. Bill Belichick and company are going to find a way to get it done. Um, and it's not going to be pretty, but I think it's going to be a tight scoring game, like 14, 10, 17 to 13, 17 to four, something, something in that uh, kind of, kind of range uh, in favor of the Patriots. So, yeah, I think this is, this is the loss. Yeah, let's roll it forward. Uh, they stay on the road. This is probably, I think, the toughest stretch of the season for the Chicago Bears right here, beginning with that Thursday night football game against the Commanders mm -hmm. at the Patriots, and then we go to Dallas mm -hmm. uh, to play uh, America's team, the Cowboys, in Dallas week eight. Uh, what do you think? Bears pull it out or Bears uh, lose two in a row here? I think this is a, a two in a row loss. I think this uh, Dallas is a tough place to play. Um, you know, I think uh, – yeah, it's America Stadium, uh, one, one of the best. I think they're going to be rocking there. Um, but at the same time, you know, back when we played in 2012, man, the Bears fans took over that stadium. But uh, I think this is going to be too much too much for uh, for the Bears and Justin Fields and company. I think uh, playing on the road in, in that environment is going to, going to be a tough situation. So um, I got the edge on Dak on this one. Um, you know, I think I think he's, he's the better quarterback right now. I'm not saying long term, but. Yeah, I got, you know, he's gonna the hips don't lie, you know, the whole exercise and stuff and you know how he bounced back last season. Um, yeah, I I got I got Dak uh having the edge in this one. Yeah, I think the Cowboys pull this one out. I mean, we could talk about the Packers uh week two, but this is kind of the first game on the schedule where where I, I just think the explosiveness on offense exactly. is gonna be tough to just keep up. You know what I mean? I, I don't think we're gonna be able to play our game necessarily. And you see Dak exactly. Prescott throw for 350, 420, 440 yards, three touchdowns. I just don't yep. think that the Bears uh, want to play that style this year, and I don't know if Justin yep. Fields is ready to play that style. I got that down mm -hmm. as a loss to as well. Okay. So heading into Week Nine, uh, you got the Bears at five and three. I got the Bears yep. at four and four. Week Nine, okay. November sixth at home. Corey, yeah. this is this is my favorite one. This is Dolphins at home, dude. This is a win, right? Yeah. This is yeah. the one time. November 6th, it's going to be cold. Maybe it rains. Yeah. I, I'm not saying snow, yeah. but this is that Cardinals game from last year. 
Yep. That, you know, when, when these West Coast good weather teams show up in Chicago, this is where you take care of business. I think the Dolphins are going to be a really solid team. They got Tyreek Hill, some great weapons. But this is a game that the Bears need to take care of business because this is this is home court advantage. Yep. I got them winning this game. What say you? Yeah, I got the Bears winning this one. And, and everyone complains about Soldier Field playing conditions. Miami has a lot of speed, Tyreek Hill and company. This is um, where it's good. And I think this slows them down, right? Because it, yes. it's going to be a little colder. Uh, we're going to run the football. We're going we're to keep that offense off the field. Uh, we're going to grind them down. And I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. But, yeah, I got I got the Bears winning this one. Um, and quarterback position, who who uh, who you think will be the, the starter for the Dolphins? Hmm, right. I mean, by week nine, right? Drew Brees. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know, dude. Because I, I mean, it's probably I, looking like Teddy Bridgewater, right? Right. I mean, and and look, I dude, I think Teddy Bridgewater is is underrated personally. Like, yeah, I don't I think, think so too. I don't think he's taking you anywhere. But if you got a team with a ton of weapons, like a Tyreek Hill and a Jalen Waddle, and you got Devonte Parker out yeah. there, he can get the ball into their hands and be accurate with it. And yep. he, what's the thing? Teddy Bridgewater doesn't throw down the field. Well, guess what? Exactly. You got guys that can take that ball downfield for you. So exactly, I'm with you. I, I just think Tua. I don't know. I don't know if I want to say Tua never got a fair shot, but it's just it's it's very clear that Tua's passing style just it really doesn't really fit the NFL game right now. And exactly. I don't think Miami's really interested in finding about how long it gets there. And either way, I think again, advantage Justin Fields in the quarterback position. Moving on yep. to Week Ten. Bears stay at home. They they host the Lions for the first time this year. Golf versus Fields. I'm taking Fields all day long. Look, I know yeah. a lot of people want to say that the Lions are improved. Okay, let's just keep saying that. All right, is is May. I'll believe exactly, it when I right? see it. This is this is a dub for <laughs> this is a dub for me until further notice. Uh, with Justin Fields at quarterback, I don't see how the Bears lose this game. I'm calling a W versus the Lions. Yeah, I'm calling a dub with this. And uh, you, you look at it at home last year when he had his first really good game last year against uh, the Lions. I think it's going to be another repeat performance. Uh, I feel good about this game. The Lions, I think they'll definitely get better. But I think this is a team like the Vikings. I think when when you're really able to get after the quarterback, Jared Goff, he really showcases what, what you know he struggles with against that pressure. Even when he played for the Rams, we were playing here when Matt Nagy was here with Vic Fangio and company. Jared Goff had, had some of his worst numbers um, against the Bears. So I think that shows you everything you need to know. You heat up a quarterback like this, he struggles. So Bears win. Justin Fields has the edge in this. And we're about, I think, a week out from Thanksgiving. And, Corey, man, I mean, this is an opportunity right here where people start maybe talking about the Chicago Bears a little bit because I see a run yep. in this schedule here at Falcons. I know it's on the road. I'm calling yeah. this a W, man. Again, Justin Fields over yeah. Mariota. I'm taking that all day long. Kyle Pitts, great player, but man, the Falcons are just as much in transition as we are, except for exactly. we actually have defensive pieces on our team and we have a better yep. quarterback. I think those are two ingredients for a W. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Bears, Bears with a dub. I know Atlanta's a tough place to play uh, in the dome, but yeah, I'm, I'm not a believer in, in Marcus Mariota. Um, I think he's a great person. I think he's a great leader, but I just don't think he has the tools to really lead, lead a team as, as the QB number one. So Justin Fields has the edge in this one. Um, yeah, Bears looking pretty good so far with these projections. I mean, it's like yeah, it's it's May, baby, but we're looking really good. You're at eight and three. I'm at seven and four. And dude, we yeah. week twelve at the Jets. It's a game we yep. should win. It's another one. Yeah. What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think this is this is a win. Uh, you know, Zach Wilson. I'm I'm not a true believer in him. Um, you know, I think he's he's got a lot of tools in there. 
I just don't know if he has that poise because I've seen him in games where he looks completely lost. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not buying that. Um, yeah, I, I got the Bears in this one. Um, I think it's going to be another another tight game. And, uh, you know, I think I think we're going to get a win. Yeah, so you're heading into week 13 right now against the Packers at home. I got to go lost here just because, man, our bye week is coming so late in the season. It is the Green mm-hmm. Bay Packers. Um, we're, we're on a four-game winning streak. Everyone's yeah. talking about us. It's now can the yeah. Bears dethrone the Packers. I just don't think it happens yet. Uh, what do yeah. you think there? I'm going Yeah, lost. I, like I said, I think the, the, the Packers are, are a tough team to play. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, once the end of the season hits – this is what they always do. They, they start out pretty hot. They fizzle in the middle of the season. Then towards the end, they start stacking the wins. So I think he's he's going to have a pretty dominant performance. And I think this will be the the, the first game uh, where we're kind of like, whoa, okay, defensively we need to we need to rally up. Because I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is a guy that, that can trip defenses up. And, and you know, I think this is one of, one of his type of games, especially after the bye week. We're like, okay, we need to get everything in order. And that's one of those losses that you need to, to get back on, on right on track. By week, week 14. And then this one is huge this week, 15. And I I'm, I'm sure I'm probably going to be just on the fence with it when we do the preview for it. And mm-hmm. many, many months from now at home versus the Eagles, you know, Corey, I mean, typically like from the outsider's perspective, I think this is typically a game that the Eagles blow, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're probably in playoff position. All they need to do is just maybe pick up this win here, and then I don't exactly. know. Maybe they, they they get into the wild card position. I have to be honest, though. I am going to go loss here for the Bears with the Eagles yeah. off of a bye week. Um, you know, this is this is nut cutting time. You know what I mean? This is playoff yep. time, and I, I you know I got to go with a loss here. I got to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I I think uh, I think there's a loss as well. Um, you know I. I just think towards the end of the season, it's, it's going to be tough to, to continue the momentum. I think, you know, um, Jalen Hurts and company, he's really come a long way. Um, you know, I think this is this is going to be a tough one for the Bears. So I see this one as a loss, too. Um, you know, I think it's just, you know, certain games that you just feel good about and, and don't feel good about. I think this is one of those ones that you're kind of like, oh, it looks like it should be a win on paper. But yeah, yeah. Bears have never played the Eagles well just in my life. I know that has nothing to do with the guys that are on the roster now, but just for whatever reason, whenever we have an opportunity, Tressman, that Tressman squad uh, laid that egg to get the playoffs. You know, I I just I'm calling a loss here. So we got three games to go. You're at nine and five. I'm at eight and six. Bears have uh, matched a four game winning streak with now two losses in a row. And I'm making it a third loss Christmas Eve versus the Buffalo Bills at home. Um I like the team. I like the Bears. I like Justin Fields. I just don't think they're ready for primetime because the Bills are those two or three teams that are super yeah. bold to me. What do you say? Yeah, I think it's a loss, too. I think Josh Allen, uh, the past two years, especially last year, really took the next step. And I think a signature game for me was that game, uh, him against Patrick Mahomes, going, going toe-to-toe. Um, Patrick Mahomes scores. Then he scores and puts him in position. He scores again. And he did everything. He put the team on his back. He scrambled. He gutted it out. He led them to touchdowns, and they still couldn't get it done. Um, but I think he took the next step as, as an elite quarterback in this league. And this is somebody that when he first got there, people were questioning him. And I think Justin Fields is going to have that similar path as Josh Allen. You know, I think people are questioning, oh, is, is he a guy that can play? Is he just an athlete? Can he make an occasional throw? I think he, Justin Fields is going to take that next step, too. 
But in this game, I think Josh Allen has the edge, and I think that the, the Bears lose in this one. So here's where we sit, Corey. Uh, with two games to go, you're at nine and six. I'm at eight and seven. We yeah. got him doing a four-game winning streak into a three-game yeah. losing streak. All hell is breaking loose. The heavens are falling from, you know what I mean? The sky is falling. Yeah. Uh, can Justin Fields do it? Are we choking away a playoff opportunity? Let's just hit him bang, bang. Uh, at Lions yeah. week 17. At home, Vikings week 18. Yeah. Corey, I'm going sweep on this one. What say you? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to sweep as well. Uh, yeah. Both teams, they play well. And like I said, with that pressure in their face, they struggle. So I'm, I'm going to bank on the defense, uh, running the football, controlling the clock. Um, and, and playing that old school monsters, the midway type of defense. And yeah, I think that gets us in the playoffs at that point. Yeah. Corey, it's got him, got us at 11 and six. I got them at 10 and seven. Um, you know, you've got them sweeping the Vikings. You got them sweeping the lions. You've got them splitting. No, you got, we both have them yeah. getting swept Packers, by the Packers, yeah. getting swept by the Packers. Um, and I mean, yeah, and then the interesting part, man, is just going to be that schedule. Week three, yeah, week three through week six right there. Great opportunity yeah. for the Bears. Then they got to kind of batten down the hatches a little bit for a three-game stretch. Two of them on the road, Pats and Cowboys with the Dolphins at home. And then, again, a three-game opportunity, Lions, Falcons, Jets. You know, so unlike last season's schedule where, yeah. you know, it started off with a couple of winnable games. I mean, we call the Bengals a winnable game, right, at the beginning yeah. of the year, right? So we don't and know what's going them. to happen, Bears fans. Yeah. yeah. And then we hit that six-game stretch, and then our season was over. This year, it seems like it comes, like, a little bit more in waves uh, with some opportunities and some stretches to gain some confidence and then some some tests, some some interesting tests along the way. Exactly. Yep. It's all about the ebbs and flows of a season. And, uh, yeah, ultimately, I think I think 10 wins would be in a good situation, but I think 11 will put us in a, in a better, for sure, playoff spot at that point, you know, just because with the with the extra game, you know, it kind of kind of changes things a little bit. <laughs> well, right, and I, you would think you're still probably in a wild card position, right? So even if you get yeah. 11 games, you're probably still starting on the road. But still, yeah. um, what a feather in the cap, right? I mean, God, that would be – Corey, just real quick, we're, we're going to get out of here in one second, but how great would it be, just real quick, to fantasize in the middle of May mm. if Justin Fields is playing a playoff game in January yeah. in the first year of the yeah. Poles and Eberflus regime, but mostly just the Poles regime, yeah. and then you say to yourself, no matter what happens, they got $150 million in cap space the next year. Exactly. Stuff can get real, real fast, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Get, get exactly. Real, real fast. I think I think even even you know obviously I'm I'm thinking eleven wins you're thinking ten I think even even at nine I feel I feel like that's still a good point for this Bears team you know because um, let's be real one of these games that we're calling a loss the Bears yeah. will win and one of these games that we're calling a win or two exactly. they will yeah. lose because that's the nature of the NFL yeah I think I think I think nine wins that's you know nine to eleven wins that's that's the window that I think hey they're in a good spot right anything anything uh, under that. I think you know we got some we got some room left, and it just depends, right? If they're close games where it could have went either way, then hey, you know if we have seven wins at that point or eight, and it was like so many tight ones that you know last last second field goal or this that and the other, and we kind of reevaluate. But I mean, obviously, I I think they have the potential to make the playoffs, but it's about what what is going to be their mantra right and like i said i think it's going to be playing great defense running the football wearing teams out because we don't have that left tackle of the future the the for sure left tackle that we feel great about so 
I think that that changes things a little bit. That changes how we approach offensively, uh, you know, kind of our game plan. So uh, I'm looking forward to it because I think it's going to be a great season. And uh, I think Justin Fields is going to take the next step. Like I said, I don't think it's going to be crazy numbers, but I think it's going to be efficient. He's going to be a leader. He's going to be able to use his feet. He's going to be able to hit the open receiver. And I think this year he's really going to be able to capitalize in the red zone. And I think that's what's going to separate him. And it's some, it's not about numbers. Uh, you know, everyone says, oh, what's about this and this? Numbers are great, right? But it's all about being efficient and being able to convert when you need them, right? When the game's on the line. So that's what we're looking for this year with Justin Fields. There is one number that I still care about, Corey, and that's number of wins. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? that's true. That's, that's, that's what it's all about, man. And you're making a great point. And I hope that I think what we're unpacking a little bit, and hopefully Bears fans realize this, especially now that it's May, as we get into the summer, is mm-hmm. just try and remove yourself from this past Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace yep. era. And look, I, I'm not going to do this whole thing about, you know, how terrible they were, but the idea was we kind of had the book on them, right? Like we were doing exactly. these pods every single week, and Corey, man, you were preaching this, that, or the other for keys to success, and every yep. single week they came out and they would do the same stuff. Over yeah. and over again, got too cute on third downs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Couldn't sustain drives. This is a exactly. new regime, you guys. So, like, just keep in mind that we're going to be learning a lot about this team exactly. as the weeks go along. Not every single week's going to feel as scripted as maybe a Matt Nagy's offense felt like because after three years, we kind of knew what he was bringing to the table, and we knew, unfortunately, it wasn't working anymore. So I think that's something that we have to keep in mind, too, as well. And maybe that will keep your optimism going uh, up a little high as well. Corey, we got to get out of here. Episode of Believe in Bears presented by BetOnline.ag. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure you check that out at BetOnline.ag. Thank you so much for tuning in to us. Like, subscribe, and share this video on YouTube. Uh, you can follow me at Joey Sports Guy on Instagram or Twitter or any socials. Corey, throughout your socials, take us home. Yep. Uh, good, good to see yeah. you, man. And, and talking football in May. Exactly. Can't be better than that. Uh, you can follow me on, on Twitter or Instagram at Corey Wooten, C-O-R-E-Y-W-2-O-S-2-T-O-N. Um, love doing the pod. Uh, love your guys' feedback. Uh, appreciate the support. Subscribe on the YouTube channel. Let us know uh, what you want to hear about, any kind of things you guys want to talk about. Um, we're definitely going to get some episodes, hopefully with another former bear that I play with, and we can kind of shoot the ish about uh, you know different stories when we played, etc. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the season. I think there's going to going to the Bears are going to surprise a lot of people because I think it. The great part is when no one expects anything out of you. That's what that's when you see the real teams rise. Like you look at last year with Cincinnati Bengals. I think the same thing. I'm not saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but I think it's that same kind of mindset when you don't expect anything from anyone, right? You know, people were questioning Joe Burrow. Oh, he he didn't look that great in the games he was in there. He tore his ACL. He's coming back from this, right? And Joe Burrow, you know, has that mindset, and I think. I think Justin Fields has the same mindset. He wants to prove people that he's that guy. And just look how much, you know, from that Bears game when we played against Joe Burrow, right? Three interceptions, didn't look so great. He kicked and his ass. Slowly, right? But, but I think that's that's the the mark of, of a mentally tough person and individual. And I think Justin Fields is that, of that same mold, right? Joe Burrow's went to Ohio State as well, transferred to LSU, but the same kind of mold, I think, with, with Justin Fields. So if he can take the next step this year, and mentally really elevate his game because most of the time he has the talent with his arm with his feet it's about up here and that's majority of the game especially for a quarterback so if he could take that next step you 
plays that great defense with Eberflus and company, I feel really good. And people say, oh, you're a homer and this, that, and the other. No, I'm just, I'm just going off what has worked in the past for the Bears, right? Running the football, playing great defense, and having a quarterback that does not turn over the football. And that's what wins. And Justin Fields, he's going to make his plays here and there. But I think early on, it's going to be one of those things where, hey, we manage the game. Let's get things going and then open things up. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, we're going to be back in for our next pod, you know, breaking some stuff down. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, we can get a former Bears player, like I said, in here. Uh, and, and, you know, we kind of reminisce about the, the old times for us old guys out here. So, yeah, no, appreciate uh, you, man. Corey, uh, extremely well said. Fantastic tease on the former Bears thing. <laughs> and everyone out yeah. here that's listening right now that might think that we're off our rockers or whatever, Corey himself called that huge season for Robert Quinn last year, all right? Like, the dude knows what he's talking about, and he's calling his shot right now. And so we need to all take a listen. And thank you so much for sticking around and listening, you guys. Our listenership has been solid. It has been growing. Even as the Bears aren't even playing football right now, you guys keep coming back and listening to the show. Thank you so much. And if you do listen to the show, do us a favor. Just tell one or two friends that have never heard of us before to check us out and get ready because next season is going to be really exciting and you want to be right here with Believe in Bears. Be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. We will talk to you next time. Bear down in May, baby. Get those summer bear goggles out. <laughs> bear down, baby. <laughs>